Welcome back to Current Affairs, our show about the stories of love gone fatally wrong that are in the news right now. These shorter in the news right now stories come out every Friday while our extensive deep dive 90 minutes to hour main episodes come out on Wednesdays. This week, we begin with an update in the trial of Michelle Traconis. She is accused in connection with the murder of Connecticut mother Jennifer Dulos. To get more of the background on that case, just listen to last week's Current Affairs. Over the past week, jurors were subject to some gruesome evidence. First, they were shown videos of Jennifer's husband and Michelle's former boyfriend, Fotis Dulos. The videos show Fotis dumping items into upwards of 30 different garbage cans within hours of Jennifer's disappearance on May 24, 2019. The next day, the jurors were shown the items that had been recovered from those garbage cans, including bloodstained towels, gloves, and sponges. According to her arrest warrant, Michelle Traconis has admitted to being in the truck with Fotis as he made these bloody deposits, but maintains that she did not help him plan or cover up the murder. After the evidence was shown in court, the family and friends of Jennifer Farber Dulos released a statement, quote, For Jennifer's family and loved ones, seeing the physical evidence on Tuesday was brutal but also crucial. Witnessing Jennifer's blood-soaked clothing, knowing that was the shirt, the bra she wore the last day of her life, made us imagine, again, what she must have endured on May 24, 2019. We hope that seeing this evidence in three dimensions can put an end to any suggestion that Jennifer is missing. She died a tragic death, and her loss is felt beyond what words can express. Thanks to listener and reporter Angelica for help sending along these updates. We super appreciate it. Our main topic today is a case that many, if not most of you, will know well and might be surprised to hear why it has resurfaced. On Christmas Eve in 2002, Lacey Peterson vanished. She was eight months pregnant at the time with a boy who was to be named Connor. Initially, Lacey's husband of five years, Scott Peterson, was trying to be helpful in locating his wife. However, it soon came to light that he had been having an affair, and he became the prime suspect. Four months after the disappearance, on April 13th, a couple out for a walk with their dog found the decomposing body of a full-term male infant in a marshy area of the San Francisco Bay. A day later, another passerby found the body of a recently pregnant woman washed up on shore about a mile away. The corpse was almost unrecognizable as a human, but DNA tests would confirm the remains to be those of Lacey and her son Connor. A few days later, Scott Peterson was arrested for the murder. At the time, he had dyed his normally dark brown hair blonde, and his car was stuffed with cash, camping equipment, several changes of clothes, four cell phones, and just two driver's licenses. Despite the evidence being largely circumstantial, on November 12, 2004, Scott was convicted of first-degree murder for killing Lacey and second-degree murder for their unborn son. In 2005, Scott was sentenced to death row. Jurors would later report that their guilty verdict was a combination of the sheer number of pieces of evidence, circumstantial though it might be, combined with what they perceived as his lack of emotion around his wife's disappearance and then death. Well, fast forward 15 years to 2020. That year, Scott won two fairly significant legal victories. First, in August, his death penalty sentence was overturned by the California Supreme Court, who cited jury selection errors by the trial judge. Second, in October of that year, that same court ruled that a lower court should review the case in its entirety 
to determine whether the guilty verdict as a whole should be overturned. Alas, well, in 2021, Scott's sentence was officially changed from death to life in prison. In 2022, a San Mateo County Superior Court judge denied Peterson's request for a new trial, however. Shockingly to some, however, last week, the LA Innocence Project has taken up Scott Peterson's case, arguing that his state and federal rights were violated. Filings entered last Wednesday claim, quote, New evidence now supports Mr. Peterson's long-standing claim of innocence and raises many questions into who abducted and killed Lacey and Connor Peterson. Hmm. It appears the Innocence Project is particularly interested in Scott's attorney's claim that Lacey was murdered after witnessing a break-in across the street while walking their dog the day that she went missing. They pointed to updated witness statements relating to a burglary of a home across from where the Petersons lived. One of the reasons that the burglary theory didn't get as much credence initially is that prosecutors claimed that it had actually happened on the 26th, not the 24th of December. Scott's former attorney said that's total BS and would have been impossible. He said that this is something that has, quote, irked him forever. Continuing, he said, the problem with that is, talk to any reporter who was then covering the case by December 26 on that street, which is not exactly a thoroughfare. It was inundated with press who happened to be camped out there. Do you really want us to believe that a burglary happened with all of the nation's press corps sitting 25 feet away? Relatedly, the LA Innocence Project is hoping to conduct DNA tests on a bloodstained mattress that was found on Christmas Day in 2002 in a burned-out orange van that was discovered nearby. If it contains Lacey's blood, they believe that would add further linkage back to the burglars. Unsurprisingly, Peterson's attorneys are thrilled. Said defense attorney Pat Harris, We are very excited to have the incredible attorneys at the LA Innocence Project lend their considerable expertise to helping prove Scott Peterson's innocence. Wow, I have to tell you, I personally will be very shocked if he turns out to be innocent. I have long thought perhaps he had a legal leg to stand on, but I can't imagine that this is the case. I can't either. It's really going to take my head a second to wrap around this one. And if it, it is possible or if it's proven that he is innocent, he really is one of those very rare men that made the mistake of having an affair and got some maybe unjust karma fairy justice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spending over a decade in jail for an affair. That's a lot for being unfaithful if you truly did not murder your wife and unborn child. I have a feeling this is going to definitely spark a lot of controversy, a lot of conversations. Yes. I am very much looking forward to hearing what you guys all think about this. And of course, as the case develops, we will be bringing you more information. Until next time, I'm Jesse Prey. And I'm Andy Cassette signing off for Love Murder Current Affairs. <laughs> 